top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. In Baguio City, the implementation of the aggressive contact tracing process has been the key in flattening the COVID-19 curve in the summer capital. Because of this, Baguio City Mayor and contact tracing czar Benamin Magalong hopes to claim success once the national capital region and other provinces with high COVID-19 cases solidify its contact tracing process. Our correspondent, Bettina Unite, has the details. Consistency will be the key for the government to achieve success in its effort to trace most of those who came in contact with a COVID-19 carrier. In today's press briefing held in Baguio City, the city's mayor and contact tracing czar Benjamin Magalong said, an aggressive approach in tracking down potential COVID-19 victims helped them flatten the curve in the country's summer capital. Magalong hopes to claim success once the national capital region and other provinces with high COVID-19 cases solidify its contact tracing process. We have a very good team. No? We have a very dedicated team na talagang uh, committed to really uh, go for the 1 is to 37. Although, meron kaming time na bumababa kami hanggang 1 is to 16, 1 is to 20, 1 is to 23, pero never kaming bababa sa 1 is to 10 or 1 is to 5. According to the WHO latest is tumataas na ang ating contact tracing efficiency ratio. Nagumpisa tayo sa 1 is to 2, umakyat tayo ng 1 is to 5. Nationwide siguro as of this date, baka umakyat na po tayo sa 1 is to 7. Looking at the latest figures, inaayos pa namin mabuti. Kaya lang, meron naman mga na nag-stagnate pa rin. No? Tulad sa NCR, there was a big improvement, umakyat sila sa 1 is to 10. And then after several weeks, bumaba na naman sa 1 is to 5 or 1 is to 6. Meanwhile, Magalong assured current contact tracers of a much-needed respite starting next week. The good news is with this, with this uh, recruitment of about 50,000 50, contact tracers in the next few weeks, malaking tulong po yan sa atin. Dahil, to be honest with you, pagod na rin po ang ating mga contact tracers, especially kung wala na pong relyebo. Pagod, nakakapagod ho. If you are on the operational side of contact tracing, it's very exhaustive, it's very tiring. Nakakaawa po sila. So, but nevertheless, this is a good, good development. Itong 50,000, I hope we will be able to fast-track everything para ma-deploy po natin kaagad sila. There are currently 97,400 contact tracers nationwide and the additional contact tracers will allow the country to reach the target of 150,000 contact tracers. For MBNOW, this is Bettina Unite reporting. An official of the Department of Environment and Natural Resources on Thursday denied that the dolomite sand used in the Manila Bay Beach Nourishment Project caused the fish kill incident off the waters of Baseco in Tondo. Undersecretary Benny Antiporda said the area where the fish kill occurred is too far from the beach nourishment project. 
Baseco is about five kilometers away from the Baywalk, and a breakwater divides these two areas, he said in a press conference on Thursday afternoon. According to Princess Esponilla, Urban Poor Associates Media Advocacy Officer, they are still gathering further information regarding the incident. Esponilla said her group is not discounting the possibility that dolomite dumping might have caused the fish kill. Hundreds of dead fish floating in the Manila Bay area greeted residents of Baseco compound in Manila on Thursday morning. And uh, yun daw ang dahilan at bigla na raw naglutangan yung uh, fishes were in insinuating na nanggaling ito sa dolomite. No? Kung sasabihin po natin yung nourishment area, napakalayo po talaga. No? Po, wala hong connection yan doon sa nakuha sa baseko. Ito po yung breakwater, dalawa yan. Kaya imposibleng yung hangin ay papunta rito dito siya lalabas at pupunta dyan. Napakalayo na po niya. Malacanang taunts the European Union to abjure the Philippines' generalized scheme of preferences plus status. This after European lawmakers recommended in a resolution to revoke the said tariff perks over alleged serious human rights violations in the country. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque said the Philippines has nothing to hide and told EU lawmakers to come to the Philippines to see the situation for themselves. Our Malacanang correspondent Argil Hedukos has the details. Malacanang dared the European Union to revoke the Philippines' Generalized Scheme of Preferences Plus or GSP Plus status, which provides tariff perks for Filipino goods if they want to see Filipinos suffer at the time of the COVID-19 pandemic. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque made a statement after European lawmakers recommended in a resolution to revoke the said tariff perks over alleged serious human rights violations in the country. In a press briefing today in Baguio City, Roque did not mince his words in calling out the EU over the recommendation to revoke the country's GSP Plus status. Kung gusto nilang dagdagan ang pahirap ng sambayan ng Pilipino sa panahon ng pandemya, so be it. We will accept that as history repeating itself. Tama na yung mga diskusyon na yan. Gawin nilang gusto nilang gawin. Sa mga panahon nito, if they want to implement it, go ahead. According to Roque, the whole world will be looking at the EU as an entity that added to the suffering of an entire country if they will push through with the proposal. Paulit-ulit kasi, sinasabi nila, human rights violations, sinasabi natin, bukas ang mga hukuman, uh, ayaw naman nilang maniwala, nandito naman, pwede naman sila pumunta rito, ang tingin nila, mukha tayong Somalia na field government, wala. I'm sorry, I'm being very undiplomatic in my answer, pero what else can I say? At the time of pandemic, they're threatening us. Sos Mariosep, what else do we lose? Oke said that the Philippines will not be cowed by EU lawmakers' push to revoke the tariff perks for Filipino goods. The palace official noted that losing those tariff perks will be a big blow to the country's economy, but said that the Philippines has already hit rock bottom because of the pandemic. Baka na naman, maiba na naman ang uh, interpretasyon ng sinabi ko. Nung sinabi ko pong rock bottom, we have hit the rock bottom by way of our economy dahil sa COVID-19. Kung gusto pang magdagdag ng pahirap ng mga Europeans at ikaliligaya nila, go ahead.
Roque said Filipinos will just accept the situation as history repeating itself, noting that the Philippines had suffered for 333 years under Spain's colonial rule. Roque said the Philippines has nothing to hide and told EU lawmakers to come to the Philippines to see the situation for themselves. For MV Now, this is Argil Heducos reporting. With about 13 million Filipinos who are employed in the tourism sector said to be the hardest hit because of this COVID-19 pandemic, here's our chance to help out our fellow Pinoys and at the same time, have fun. A local association of marketers are holding a major event aimed at restarting the hospitality industry in an event they called SOS or the September online sale. Organized by the Hotel Sales and Marketing Association or HSMA Philippines and with the support of the Tourism Promotions Board, SOS is a two-week online sale of 89 hotel accommodations and other offerings across the country. It started September 15 and will last until September 30. The best part is these vouchers are valid up to September 2021. Through HMSA's website, www.hsma.org.ph, travelers can find exclusive discounts of up to 70% off on regular rates of hotels in each of the featured destinations. HSMA Chair Margarita Monsayak assures SOS buyers that all properties featured in the event have passed stringent health and hygiene safety protocols, all of which are also being communicated through their respective social media and digital platforms. In a recent Zoom webinar organized by HSMA, travel vlogger Will Dasovich encouraged everyone to explore once more the beauty of the Philippines as a way of battling the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. So road trips is something that um, I really like doing and, and that I'm even promoting because it's, it's really, for me, I think it's even healthy for you. It's not just safe, but it's healthy. If you really just limit who you're in contact with and you get into the outdoors and you get to move around, get some sunlight, I, I truly believe it's healthy for your mind, for your immune mm -hmm. system. Israel is now in talks with the Philippine government for the possible hiring of an additional 1,000 Filipino workers to beef up its healthcare institutions for the elderly. In an exclusive interview of Manila Bolton with Israeli ambassador to the Philippines, Rafael Arpas, he said that the Israel government came to realize the need for more Filipino healthcare workers following the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic in February this year. There are currently an estimated 30,000 OFWs in Israel, mostly employed as caregivers as well as in other levels of the service industry. The Israeli envoy explained that Filipinos previously hired as caregivers can only work in the residence of elderly people and people with disabilities and cannot work as yayas or nannies. He said OFWs in Israel are treated well and receive a monthly salary of somewhere between 1,500 to 2,000 U.S. dollars, depending on if they work for extra hours. While there are reports of Filipinos infected with COVID-19 in Israel, Harpas assured that all of them are being treated and getting all the necessary medical and supplies assistance from the government. So the government decided 
to open it for the first time to OFWs uh, to work in Gariatic Institutes. And actually, we, we propose it. We, one of the proposals we put, we, we, we need at least 1,000 Filipinos, if the government will agree, to come and work in Israel in Gariatic Institutes. If both governments agree, it's a government to government. It's something that we need. So we need more Filipinos. And I look after the pandemic, my guess that it will be even more. In Metro News, Metro Manila Council awaits IATF approval of cemetery closure dates, according to MMDA official. And Taguig City government expands Barangay Lockdown. More from this report. The Metro Manila Council is still waiting for the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Disease to approve the proposed dates on the closure of cemeteries in Metro Manila during this year's UNDA season. MMDA General Manager Jose Arturo Garcia said the Metro mayors have recently agreed to temporarily close down all public and private cemeteries in the National Capital Region for a week to prevent mass gathering of people at cemeteries during UNDAS. However, the MMDA official noted that it is up to the IATF to decide on which date that the cemetery will be closed. Garcia also noted that burial and cremation services will continue. The cities of Manila, Mandaluyong, Marikina, Valenzuela, Paranaque, and San Juan earlier issued orders on the closure of all private and public cemeteries in the respective turfs on November 1 and 2. In Marikina, the local government will implement regulated visits at cemeteries from October 15 to November 30. Cemetery administrators will also order to limit the numbers of visitors by issuing one-time cemetery pass based on the preferred day of visit. The MM MC composed of 17 mayors of 16 cities and one municipalities in Metro Manila is the policy-making body of the MMDA. That the Gig City government has announced the expansion of lockdown to cover four areas in Barangay Santa Ana after it was unable to identify the source of transmission of the COVID-19. According to an advisory issued by the Gig Safe City Task Force, the areas of Polong Candy 2, Samasipat, Faculty Street, and Romantic Street in Barangay Santa Ana will be placed under expanded localized community quarantine or LCQ from 6 p.m today, September 18 until September 30. The Gig City Epidemiology and Disease Surveillance Unit and the Quarantine and Containment Management Team recommended the inclusion of additional streets or areas to be declared under LCQ based on the latest available data. Quarantine protocols will also be strictly implemented to limit the movement of residents and more aggressive strategy on community testing and active case finding will be used. Here are top news in other parts of the country. Baguio City sustains heavy economic loss due to COVID-19 pandemic. PNP dismisses 29 cops in Western Visayas. And 321 former members and supporters of the NPA withdraw their support in Agusan del Sur. More on this report. The City Treasurer Office of Baguio City presented an expectedly bleak picture of the city's economic performance for the past five months with the outbreak of the coronavirus disease pandemic when most business activities ground to a halt. In their report to Mayor Benjamin Magalong, the city incurred an actual total loss in income amounting to around 126 million pesos for the period. The largest of these revenue losses was from the Philippine Export Processing Zone Authority or PESA amounting to around 14 million pesos. The city's estimated income for this year is 2.03 billion pesos, while actual collections as of August 18 totaled around 1.3 billion pesos. 
The Philippine National Police has dismissed 29 of its personnel in Western Visayas region for various violations. The 29 police officers were dismissed for grave offenses including conduct unbecoming, dishonesty and grave neglect of duty, especially those who went absent without leave or AWOL. Apart from the dismissed officers, there were a number of police officers that were suspended, demoted, and given salary for teacher. 321 former mass supporters and members of the New People's Army in Agosandal Sur withdrew their support to the terrorist group. During a peace rally and mass withdrawal ceremony, they burned the communist flag and affirmed their allegiance to the government. The mass withdrawal was made possible through the efforts of the Municipal Task Force to end local communist armed conflict and through the efforts of the 26th Infantry Battalion in conducting its community support program in conflict-affected areas. In world news, Hurricane Sally leaves trail of destruction across Gulf Coast. Race to rescue animals as Brazilian wetlands burn. Virus outbreak forces Van Gogh exhibit relocation to Sydney. Let's watch this report. Hurricane Sally downs trees and floods streets and homes as it pounds Orange Beach in Alabama. Sally made landfall Wednesday as a Category 2 hurricane and left a trail of destruction in U.S. coastal towns stretching from Alabama to the top of the Florida Panhandle. More than 400,000 homes and businesses in Alabama and Florida were still without power, according to the tracking site PowerOutage.us. Some of the worst reported flooding occurred in the city of Pensacola, Florida, which has a population of around 52,000. Downtown streets resembled lakes at the height of the storm, which cars submerged to the tops of their wheels, and ferocious winds whipping up whitecaps. The Orange Beach Police Department told AFP that there had been one death in the city. Wildlife guide Eduarda Fernandez and her team steers a speedboat up the Piquiri River in western Brazil, scanning the horizon for jaguars wounded in the wildfires ripping through the Pantanal, the world's biggest tropical wetlands. In the state park where she and her team are working, Encontro das Aguas is known for having the largest jaguar population on Earth. In normal times, it is home to at least 150 jaguars, a species classified as near-threatened by the International Union for Conservation of Nature because of its declining numbers. But now the fires have burned through 85% of the 109,000-hectare park and many of the jaguars have disappeared. No one knows if they are dead, wounded, or have fled elsewhere. The Van Gogh Alive exhibit is previewed to media ahead of its opening on Friday in Sydney, after an outbreak of coronavirus in Melbourne forced organizers to relocate it. The multimedia exhibit, which was toured across 50 cities around the world, presents Van Gogh's artwork across a series of projections, allowing viewers to wander through the exhibition space as it changes. Promoter Emma Triggs says it was a much-needed major exhibit for the arts and entertainment sector, which has been crippled by shutdowns triggered by the pandemic. She also hopes the exhibit will bring a bit of joy back to art workers and art lovers in the city after months of closure. In entertainment, K-pop boy bands BTS, NCT, Atiz, and XO became the most tweeted musicians in the U.S. during the quarantine period. BTS emerged as the number one most tweeted about musician in the U.S. during quarantine, with Twitter noting that K-pop continued to reign supreme during the pandemic. 
Four of the top 15 tweeted about artists were K-pop groups, Twitter said. In the top 15 list, BTS took first place and NCT took number six, while Atis grabbed number eight and EXO took the number 11 spot. Another one for you, Dad. This is what Yassi Pressman said, dedicating her TV Supporting Actress of the Year award to her late father, crediting him as her inspiration. Yassi won the plum last February at the 51st Guillermo Mendoza Memorial Scholarship Foundation Box Office Entertainment Awards for her portrayal of Aliana or Capitana in the hit ABS-CBN series FPJ's Ang Provinciano. Yasi also extended her gratitude to those who stood as pillars in her life. Yasi celebrated her fourth year in Ang Provinciano last August. And in sports, Paul Volter, E.J. Obiena, pocketed the bronze medal in the Elite Rome Diamond League in Italy on Thursday after posting a season best 5.80 meters. Obiena failed to clear the 5.85 meters an attempt that could have reset his own Philippine record of 5.81 meters. He settled behind Belgium's Ben Broders and world record holder Armand Duplantis of Sweden. Broders registered 5.80 meters on his second attempt for silver, while Duplantis captured the gold with a new outdoor world record of 6.15 meters. This was Obiena's sixth podium finish since he started competing last month and second bronze medal in the Diamond League after the same podium finish in Monaco last month. And those are the news on Web Today, September 18, 2020. It's only 90 day, 98 days before Christmas. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Multi Newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. You may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin, celebrating its 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Join us again on Monday. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.